All right, guys, okay. recording in three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to the MedHeads podcast. Today, we're going to be diving in to our first episode, Dealing with the MCAT. I'm here with Rafael and Dinos. Why don't you guys say what's up? What's up, everybody? How's it going, MedStays? Uh, so what are we talking about today, boys? Well, we know that the biggest hurdle, or the, not the biggest, the first main hurdle in a pre-med path is the MCAT. Obviously, there's a lot of other hurdles Ooh. prior to that, <laughs> like actually doing your classes and your work. But we all know that what's the pre-med's main goal? The main goal of a pre-med is to get into medical school and pursue that path. And what's the main things, main hurdle between us and medical school? Well, it's how you do on the MCAT. And then after that, it's the applications and blah, 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 blah. It goes on. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're here. We want to talk about the MCAT because we all just started recently, not relatively, relatively recently, about like in the last month, two months, started studying for the MCAT, guys. So, we decided when is our actual yeah. MCAT day? So we're all doing it on the same day, right? April ninth, right? April 9th. Medsters taking the on day the, of MCAT. It's the day else, of reckoning. It's the day of Whoever else is taking that, drop the like button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Medsters, including Prem, unfortunately Prem was unable to make it today, but we're all going to be taking the MCAT on April 9th. As of right now, all together, Medheads United. So we decided that we would wait about a month or so into studying before making an episode, just until we kind of pick up some tips here and there. Now, we don't know everything, and there's still a lot left to know, but we have done our research. And so far, I could, I'm could i pretty confident saying it's going, boys. It's going pretty well. How do you guys feel so far? Yeah, uh, I think uh, we're definitely you know doing our own things, but for the most part, uh, we're all making progress in our own ways, and I think it's going well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can speak for most of us i think to say that yeah i think we're you know so far we're doing all the right things because through our research like again we don't know everything about like the mcat we haven't even taken it so like take everything with a grain of salt but we did do our research and we've also like talked to a lot of people that have done well on it and we're going to start basically using that information we've gathered and completely pile it into one episode and multiple episodes to follow as well basically right yeah so pretty yeah. much the the main like any tips you guys are going to get it's split into content review and then actual practice for the mcat where you're doing questions and practice tests mm-hmm. um for i know me and nori are kind of doing it differently than rafi is That's but we got the kaplan books and we've just been going through those the past month i think i started not like, a sponsor yeah, no, no sponsor. Unless they want a sponsor. <laughs> um, but we've been going through those and it's um, so far been going well. We've just been taking notes. I've been doing about, what, two chapters a day. And even that's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, um, so, Nora, you can talk about that too. Like getting Yeah, chapters for me, the, the chapters varies. Uh, there's books like Organic Chem where you can like go through like four chapters because not not to say that organic chemistry is easier or whatever it's just like physically it i I mean there's less pages to do so you can get through it faster um and before we get like too into the you know what we're going to talk about i wanted to just kind of say that like when i look up before i started studying when i would look up things on youtube and just like trying to make myself feel better about everything 
I feel like I would see a lot of like fake positivity. I don't know if uh, if you guys got, ran into that, but I don't know. It just made me feel like, I don't know, I was doomed to fail. So I would always just appreciate um, people who just kept it real with me. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not to say that I knew any of these people that I would watch, but uh, l- like like those people, uh, I think that our goal here is to just keep it real, as real as possible. And uh, that's why we like started doing these uh, videos while we're studying and not mm-hmm. after the fact, just to, you know, uh, solidify. So you feel, yeah, you feel how we feel right now. Yeah, basically. Not um, fun. That's, that's, that's the general <laughs> consensus. But, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just like how Norai was saying. I agree. Before we kind of jump into exactly what we're doing, let's start with what led up to our studies. How did we decide, hey, it's time to study? How did we decide what to study? how long to study and what paths to take to study for them. Yeah. So um, I can go with my own so far. Uh, the main thing that I think I asked other people a lot is how long should I dedicate to study about timeline, timeline wise, you know, the general consensus is usually three to six months. Usually. Now, obviously, it does vary from person to person. I know people who started a year in advance, which is honestly pretty incredible. Um, we all started about four months in advance. So I think four that's to three a, months. Yeah. yeah, three to four months. You know, you weren't, it takes a minute to kind of get it going. I'll be honest. In the beginning, the more time you have, the more like you're going to take it less seriously, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've let it like slide. You're like, oh, it's OK. You know, I got four months. What do you expect? But as it keeps rolling, like. You're going you're gonna to be thankful the earlier you started, but you also, like, you know yourself as a student, you know, people that take the MCAT, they're usually either done with college or they're like third or fourth year, you know, your study habits, you know how you're going to do. So put that into perspective on how like you want to tackle the MCAT. Yeah. If you're somebody that's generally not very good at test taking, which I think everybody to an extent can be pretty good at test taking if you practice but if you're if you historically don't have very good study habits this is the time to tighten up this is the time to kind of evaluate what you've been doing look at what you've been doing good look at what you want to approve in write it down if anything and kind of evaluate like hey how long am i going to dedicate to studying because you're going to have to study for more than a couple of months for most people most people now Most you have people the, say like what 300 hours or something something like that plus yeah so me personally it started off as like you know that you know that anxiety you have when you know you should be doing something but you keep pushing it off but also you have that stress of whenever but you don't want to start it at the same time because you don't you just don't feel like studying all day you're like oh i don't want to do that i don't want that to be my life so not only you have like the stress of pushing it off and even though you know you have to start you also have the stress of i don't want to start so it becomes like a dichotomy you you, you know you need to start but you're stressed because you don't want to start so what happens you get more stressed and you don't start and that makes you more stressed and you keep delaying it and boom there's one simple cure just start don't think about it there's nothing to think about it's a test how do you do good on tests well you practice and you yeah. study how do you study well that's what these things are for these kinds of episodes where we're going to talk about what we study our strategies but it's really simple if you think about it the strategy is hey there's this test we're going to take it's basically like the sats for pre-meds all we have to do is study and practice problems that's that 
And I just want to say, even in the beginning, if you're like doing a little bit every day, it goes a long way. Like, it, it, it helps calm your anxiety as you keep going in because I just want to say like each time, like each week passes, it's getting more and more stressful. Like it's coming sooner and sooner, like yeah. pressure's building up. So, and there's two ways you can take it. Either you can use that and work harder and really get to the game. Cause I promise the moment, the moment that you start feeling the pressure, but you've already started, it doesn't feel bad. It just feels like, all right, zone in, let's freaking dial in and get it done. But if you haven't started and that pressure is building, it's going to be much harder to start. So get on it early, jump on it early. Yeah. You know, dedicate um, some time to give yourself like the time to adjust to the studying schedule you make. But yeah, before we get too far into that, um, Nodide, I know that you spent a lot of time on this personally. He spent a lot of time on planning his study schedule, which everybody has to do. Uh, Nodide, do you have any tips on how you started planning and what you really planned to, you know, kick it off? Yeah. So shout out to that one episode where we did where we focused on Google calendars and, iPads and everything, because basically just following our own advice. Um, I kind of worked backwards at first, and I, I knew I wanted to do a certain amount of practice tests, and I knew that I would dedicate the day after the practice test to review everything and just make sure I'm not like taking these tests in vain and getting wrong answers without learning anything from it. So I kind of worked back from April 9, and I kind of scattered uh, all my practice tests that I thought I was going to do. And then I like looked at, uh, you know, the, the contents of the books, and I tried my best to put days where, you know, like, let's say I have like an easy day where when it comes to like physics, if there is, if there is an easy day when it comes to physics, uh, mm -hmm. I would like tie that in with other things. So it would, even if like I had easy things to do, I would balance it out by like making sure I had enough volume and so basically I just like filled in my days until I had no more days left to do and I uh, split the books up by chapter mm -hmm. um, and in the beginning I actually was going to do the cars book but I like skimmed through it and I figured you know cars are just something that you need practice to do and there's only so much learning that a book can yeah, I mean you, there's only so much you can learn from a book when it comes to cars, same thing with the psych and soch. I, uh, I uh, took that out of the, the schedule because it just got so overwhelming for me. And I figured, you know, I'm going to do something else for that. So I basically just put all the books into the calendar for my tests in. And I would do my best to basically maintain that schedule. Quick question for you, Nodad. How, how long before the MCAT registration the actual MCAT registration where we sat down and said, okay, we're getting April 9th. How long before that were you already planning your study or did you start planning your study after that moment? And also follow up question, what books are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so the day of the registration, uh, I actually overslept and that's part of the reason why I didn't like I, the day before I knew that the next naughty, day was the registration day. Yeah, but uh, I, I for some reason, just the night before, I forgot. So I woke up around like 11 and 12. And by the time I did, um, all the test centers around our area were basically full. And that's when we decided that me, Raphael, and um, Prem would go to Texas <laughs> to take it. And we just, you know, like at the end of the day, this is like something that we're going to have to do. So might as well like enjoy it. So we figured we're going to go and make a trip out of it. So once we're done with the test, we're just going to have like a weekend to ourselves. 
in Texas. And Ninos, even though you're not going to be with us for the test, I think you're going to come right after. So, <laughs> I mean, Mets are going to Texas pretty soon. Yeah. But yeah, the books I bought were the Kaplan books and uh, Ninos bought pretty much the same thing. I mean, I, I don't know how much they deviate version to version. Prime also bought the Kaplan books. So we're three of us Kaplan, one of us Princeton. I mean, they're all like the same thing at the end of the day. It's just like a matter of preference. I just liked how um, Kaplan's like online stuff was organized and all the bundles that it had. So it just made the most sense for me. Um, did I answer all of your questions? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, you got it. And just as a, just a follow up, guys, uh, we don't highly recommend most people to go out of state to go take the test. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you have the opportunity, please take it by you. So you can get a full night's sleep in your own bed and feel nice and rested before your test. And you can just do a very small, quick drive to your center and, you know, hash it out and do good. It's the ideal thing. But if you don't have a choice, yeah, you got it. not so bad. It's either, <laughs> Lean into it. It's either go like a thousand miles away or just not apply this year. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and obviously well, the thing with us, the, we're gonna like go five days before the actual thing, so we're gonna yeah, have like time to like acclimate. get used to it. Yeah, yeah. and just also scout just, the testing area. And also, <laughs> it's it's a little bit of our you know Metzter just randomness. You know, we got to do some fun yeah. stuff sometimes, make a make a thing out of it. But uh, you know, now we're looking forward to them, cat. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to it. But regardless, so Ninos, what about for you? How long before did you kind of start planning your schedule? Uh, prior to the MCAT and um, you also went through the Kaplan route correct yeah I I mean I had an idea of like how many months I needed I knew like everyone says three to six months and I'm like mm-hmm. well anywhere from four to three months I think is sufficient for me to do it mm-hmm. I, I I did the Kaplan books because my sister already had the book so I was like mm-hmm. might as well um, and then from there I just made my schedule nor I helped me a lot with I looked at his schedule and kind of went off of that. Yeah. And basically the summary of the schedule is like long story short, if we had to summarize it, it's content review mm-hmm. for X content review of time. for yeah. like anywhere from four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the rest is practice practice. So pretty much mm-hmm. like my day goes now is like, I do anywhere from a chapter to two, Mm-hmm. I try to do two, but sometimes you have those days mm-hmm. of Kaplan. And then from there, I'll go and do a couple practice problems on either Khan Academy or UWorld. Mm-hmm. And UWorld's just, um, it's a question bank that a lot of people recommend. It's mm-hmm. a, You have to pay, I think it's like 200 like 50 for like six-month access or something. Interesting. And, and then besides that, I also use... Anki, which is like this, it's kind of like Quizlet, it's a flashcard system. And for me, that is kind of like what has helped me more get familiar with the material. Cause just how like Nora was saying, like he just said, forget the psych social book. Mm-hmm. So I actually went through the psych social book and I, I was going through practice problems and I just like wasn't even remembering half of what I just learned. Yeah. So I feel like I've been retaining more information using the the Anki flashcard system and we're I using miles down so there's a lot of them that they recommend to use Mm -hmm. I just chose they're all just preference really miles down has pictures I like seeing pictures I'm a visual learner 
Yeah, and if you guys would like, as we are continuing through the MCAT journey, we could actually make like a, a resource page or something of all the resources we use and just kind of compile it into one site or one page or one Google Doc, and we could share yeah. it with um, whoever would like it. And yeah, we could definitely do something like that. But yeah, so that's interesting. So yeah, so Nodide and Ninos, basically, from what I understand, they took a more of a path of like, okay, let's sit down about four months prior to your... MCAT scheduled date and try to spend about a quarter to about half of the time you have to content review and then the rest to just just hash out practice problems over and over and over and over go back look at what you're weak in I'm assuming fix those weaknesses and go back and hash out practice problems and just keep doing that over and over until your test time comes Right. So do you when you guys study every day, does this include the weekends or is this more like a Monday through Friday thing? And how um, many hours a day do you study about? Yeah, I'll uh, also like add on to that, like what I do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I initially when I was like doing research on like before I made my schedule, I was going to do like five days of just pure studying. And then I'll have like the weekends off because it'll mm-hmm. give me something to like it'll like, you know, because you, you need you need some consistency when it comes to your schedule. Mm-hmm. But I found that that didn't work for me, uh, especially with school, because like most of the school stuff I do is throughout the week. So it's kind of difficult to keep the volume up on those days where you also have to go to like Zoom for three hours. So now I basically like study almost every day. And like, I don't give myself a dedicated day off. And like, let's say I wake up one day and I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't do this. I, I need to like step away for a second just for like my men- mental health or whatever. Then you just do it um, as it comes. I, I just like, basically I shift everything on my calendar one day. Like mm-hmm. I give myself that freedom to just decide when I want yeah. to have a day off. But that yeah. doesn't mean like every two days I like, you know, <laughs> wake up and I give myself a day off. But for like the more day-to-day stuff at this yeah. point, I like wake up um, around like 10 or 11 I know it's not like the best, but it's better than what I usually do, which is around 12. Um, I, I sleep at like two and I wake up around 10 to 11 and then I kind of just chill for like two, three hours. And then that's when I start like, you know, studying. Uh, I start now with doing Anki. I basically like any new cards I have, I get it to like my, you know, my relearning phase. Mm-hmm. And then I stop doing Anki and I hit the books. And once I'm done like doing the books, that's when I'll do like a passage or two of cars on jackweston.com or .org or whatever the website is. Yeah. And then I'll like finish off my Anki terms for the rest of the day. And, you know, that'll pretty much be it. Uh, like, you know, so I do like one or two chapters, especially like now that I only have physics, bio and biochem, it's hard to do any more than that. So mm-hmm. one to two chapters a day is pretty much the gold standard for me. And I'll like consider myself like, like I did something today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ninos, so what does your day-to-day look like? You wake up when? Do you study for how long? Do you do what mm-hmm. in school? And yeah. How do you decide what you want Befo- to Before I go into that, I just want to say like your schedule is going to change 100%. Like my schedule's changed three times. As much as we like to have a schedule, you know, life gets in the way and things change and you have to adapt to it. But like for me, I, I'm luckily like, I don't have to worry about school. I'm done. But I still like, I wake up, you know, around 10, 11, I like to do a chapter. And then for me, the chapters are very like, it's a lot of information dense. So I need a break from that. Mm -hmm. So that's when I'll go into like Anki and doing practice questions. And that's like like my break for the day. And then 
after that, usually anywhere from like six hours a day, I study. Mm. And then I'll go back to a chap- another chapter. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, just, yeah. just like, no, I do. Like, sometimes um, I take a day off, like, I have to. So yeah. I try to do every day, but it's more like six, six yeah. days a week. Yeah. And um, guys, just for everybody listening, and you're already probably tripping out, like, what the hell? How do you sit down and study for six hours a day? That's how I thought too. I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit down for six hours a day. I promise you, it's like a muscle. You, you, when you start, you're probably not going to be able to, and you won't no. be able to focus for more than an hour. And that shouldn't start, stop you from starting. Go do an hour a day. I promise you, as you get that focus, as you kind of flex that focus muscle and it gets stronger and stronger, you'll be able to do it for multiple hours a day. No problem. I guarantee you. So I can tell you guys about my day now. So I took a slightly different path because so my schedule is a little bit crazy, but if anything, it should go to show all of our listeners that I promise you, you can fit anything in if you want to, you can. So currently I work basically full-time and I also am going to school full-time and I'm also studying for MCAT full-time all at the same time. So, um, my, my day kind of looks like this. Um, I just, well, I'll, I'll actually start with like how I started. So I kind of like decided like, okay, enough delaying it. It was right after winter break. It was towards the end of winter break. I was like enough delaying it. Sure. Maybe I don't have that much time in my days to sit down and plan my studies. So I said, you know what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go and I'm going to just, I've been saving up a lot of money and I'm going to invest and get a Princeton review course. And hopefully that'll help me plan out my study schedule. So that's what I ended up doing. And we are not sponsored by Princeton Review. But hey, <laughs> anyways, this is what I did. So yeah, so I took the Princeton Review. I'm taking the Princeton Review course, essentially. And it's on the weekends from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., Saturday, Sunday. And essentially, the way it's the benefit of it is, look, in the day, you still have to study. In the day, you still have to put in the work. The nice thing about the course that helps me is since my schedule is so busy, I don't have to really sit down and think about what I'm going to study. I just log on and it tells me, hey, today you should study this. Tomorrow you should study this. Next week you should study the MCAT. So it's like a, what I basically invested in was like um, a, a planning system, essentially, uh, to structure your studying. But at the end of the day, it's still on you. You still have to put in the work. But yeah, so I, I do recommend it if you have a schedule as busy as mine. Um, but again, it's not necessary. As with Norad and Nino said, you can very, 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 very easily plan your own study schedule, get the material on your own, and be able to do it all. But yeah, so my weeks are a little bit crazy. And that first, I was like, okay, there's no way I can study now. And I wouldn't study because I was like, I'm full work, I'm, I'm working and I'm going to school. How am I going to fit an MCAT? You can. So I'll tell you what my day to day is. I wake up around 8 30 in the morning, sometimes earlier. And at first it was hard, but you know, the more you do it and I give myself at least eight and a half hours of sleep, the more you do it, your body gets more used to it and adjusts and you start feeling nice and refreshed. You know, I used to be uh, sleeping at 3am waking up at 12 o'clock. Like this was literally three, four months ago, maybe not anymore. I got, I just kind of decided, okay, you know what, if I, if I, if my days are that busy, then instead of sleeping later, let's wake up earlier. And so, yeah, so sometimes I wake up around 6 a.m. Sometimes I wake up latest around 8.30. That's the latest, depending on the day. Usually I have class from 9 to 12, and that's what I do. So class from 9 to 12. And then I usually have work from 1 to 7 p.m., 1 to 8 p.m., depending on the day. 
And then I do that. And then I come home from work. And depending on the day, I either do classwork for about an hour and two hours. And you, uh, you can really, really fit it in if you're efficient. Trust me, it doesn't take longer. You sh- I honestly don't think that there are many majors where you'll be doing more than one or two hours of classwork a day if you kind of structure and are efficient about it. And then, so that leaves me around, I don't know, 8 p.m. I go and I work out for 30 minutes, kind of gets me to decompress, puts me back into like the mindset of, okay, let's go get some. I come back and from like 9.30 to around 11.30, 12.30, just two, three hours a day, you know, um, I study, I sit down and I just do practice problems, a bunch of practice problems. Uh, given that I went to my Princeton review classes in, on the weekends, that's when I do most of my content review. And during the week, I do just a bunch of practice problems. I take about one full length practice exam every two weeks. So that's the full seven hours and 15 minutes or whatever. I take the same breaks that you would take during the real exam. And I eat what I would eat as you would on the real exam. I try to wake up really early to take the practice exam. And I definitely have to be better at that, but it really just depends on how my work and my school schedule is that day. But long story short, guys, my point is I, I have about 90 hour work weeks right now, not just at work. I mean, taking into account how much time I spend at school, how much time I spend doing classwork and homework, how much time I spend studying for school, how much time I spend working at my job and how much time I spend studying for the MCAT. It brings out about 90 hours a week. I promise you it's absolutely doable. It's absolutely doable. But anyways, um, comments, guys. What do you guys think? Uh, I just had a question. Yeah. For, for your Princeton review course, what, mm-hmm. what is included in it? Like how many tests does it come with? Mm-hmm. What is it, what's that whole deal with? Just yeah. in case for anyone that wants to know. Yeah, so the one that I got was the 510 plus Princeton review. And, and now don't be fooled. It doesn't really mean you're guaranteed a 510 plus. It means if you do everything that they give you and they give you way more than some might conceive is possible to do if you have a busy schedule. But yeah, so that and that's basically like the course guarantee, even though it's not really guaranteed. But um, yeah, so basically what they do is they give you about 120 hours worth of lecture. Now that's in the form of recordings that they have, which you can use. Or you can just attend the lecture class every weekend. Saturday, Sunday is the one that I chose from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And basically, that's how I do my content reviews, by attending a lecture. And even during the lecture, they tell you like, hey, uh, you need to go and study pages, blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. They give you their Princeton review books. And that's similar to Kaplan. They give you a book for each subject. And on top of that, they give you like a science review questions and solutions book. They give you like an in, in-class compendium book, which is like a bunch of pro- like passages to practice and a few other resources like that. So as far as what they give, it's those books. It's uh, many question banks where you can just practice a bunch of problems. They give you, I believe it's five Princeton review tests. And they, you also have access to the AAMC question banks and the eight, five, there's like five, I believe, or six, or seven, I don't know. A certain amount of AMC. Four, four AMC, and then there's like one diagnostic. There you go. Yeah. So you also have access to those. So that brings us at about like 10, 11 ish total practice exams that you do during the course. And they also have diagnostic exams for each subject, multiple ones, which kind of tell you, hey, you're strong at this, or hey, you need to do more studying in this field. So In other words, they give you every resource you need to succeed. It's a little bit of an investment, 
but I really do believe it's worth it if you have money saved. And if only if you have like a very, very tight schedule where you can't sit down and plan your own study and plan, hey, I need to get this resource and this resource and I have to go and utilize this resource. If you kind of want something where it's all in front of you in one simple way, it's worth it. But if you think that you can go and find those resources on your own, you can absolutely do that. And Ninos and Norad are perfect examples of two, sorry guys, of two people that have done that. But yeah, um, anything else that you guys would like to know about Princeton Review? How much we drop in on that? I think there's multiple options now, dude, guys, there's like options that you can pay like $10,000 plus for, for a course. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. That's the one where they take it for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If you're paying that much money, bro. But no, this one was, I believe it was like 2,500. And um, that's, you basically have like access to all those resources and it includes the books. It includes basically all of that stuff that I just mentioned. There's also one that's much, much less. And it's basically like a self-study one where they just kind of plan out your schedule and they kind of give you the materials, but you don't go to lectures. You don't have access to like actual live lectures. And I think that one's cheaper. And that's also a cool option. Um, but yeah, so you're, that's what you're looking at basically price wise. Yeah. But, um, so um, in regards to like resources, uh, I think we should kind of like lay out um, besides like, Kaplan and Princeton, we kind of like mentioned a few of them, but um, I, I think it might be useful if we uh, just said everything. So obviously like the first one and the most like popular one, it seems like is Ponky and uh, Meninos and Prem are all using um, the Miles Down deck, which is basically like some guy, he took, he took the exam and then I don't know what compelled him to do this, but right after like his exam, he like made a deck uh, and it basically like tells you everything you need to know with, you know, like some caveats, like there's a few mistakes, but if you're like, you know, if you're catching those mistakes, good for you. Cause that means you're learning, but also like, there's like threads on Reddit that tell you, you know, what to fix too. But so there's Anki, um, Jack Weston is another good one. Uh, not only does it give you cars passages, but it just gives you daily passages for any of the four sections that you have to do. I just, um, use it for cars at the moment because I feel like that's the only way I can study cars just by practicing. Like I said, um, Khan Academy is another great one, um, because it's free and it gives you like videos for everything, but that is an another resource that I primarily use for psych and search. So for the behavioral sciences, I will like rely on Khan Academy and there's like a 300 page document on Reddit too someone basically just took notes of all of the psych and social videos and made it into one document so if you don't have the time to watch all those videos which they like equate to about 70 hours so you know that's that's a good chunk of videos that you have to do if you don't have the time to do that you just review those that you know that 300 page doc um yeah one suggestion that i have which might not apply to everybody but it's an interesting thing about princeton review is um before you start the course, they recommend that you take one practice exam as is with no knowledge, no studying, just go in and take a practice exam. Yeah, I think we forgot and, to mention yeah. that. And yeah. see, just see where you stand. And look, realistically, you're probably not going to do that good. And none of us, none of us did it pretty good. Like nobody, <laughs> I don't think anybody got over a 500, but um, it will 
I promise it will help you motivate. It will help motivate you. Because once you see what the MCAT is, you basically killed that suspense because now you know what to expect. And now you know where yeah. you stand. And now you know how much work you have to put in. And I promise you all that rest of that stuff will come naturally. If you structure your days and if you make a routine and if you listen to our previous episode on <laughs> you, you do that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, also, um, yeah. Khan Academy, they, they have passages for all, all four like sections as well. They got like 50 of them. So they yeah. got a lot of stuff. Okay, good. Stuff. Khan Academy, I mean, they renewed their thing. I think it goes to like 2026 now. They, they were about to like, you know, sever their ties with AMC last year, but they renewed it. But okay. um, I think another like small good piece of like advice, uh, Rafi kind of like hinted at it earlier, but like when you do the practice like the full length practice exams replicate the conditions as best as you can of like the actual test day like it sounds crazy but like you know wear what you're gonna wear if you're able to like try to see if you could find an environment that'll give you like the um temperature that might give it you know like the same condition as your testing environment eat what you're gonna eat try to wake up on time Waking up on time for me is going to be like the biggest challenge, I think. Um, but, you know, that's yeah. something we're going to have to slow. I'm going to practice that now, honestly. And yeah. guys, you could definitely do it. You know, it's a little funny trick that I started doing. What's <laughs> waking up on time. Because usually when I used to sleep late, it was because I just wouldn't be tired. I just would sleep late. And I would just kind of like start messing around. There's two things I started doing. Number one. So first things first, I utilize a list of stuff that I have to do all day, which is a recommend. And you'll be like, okay, what does that have to do with sleeping? Well, when you knock everything out on the list and you really are honest with what you have to do, I probably, you're probably be a little bit tired at the, by the end, but whatever, let's say it's six o'clock now it's 6 PM. I do a quick 30 minute workout just to get my blood running. You could also do that in the morning if you want. And then I just literally go lights out. I turn all the lights off and I let nature <laughs> take its course, bro. You know, like the common thing to do is, it's it's day outside it's day outside you turn all the lights off and you just sit down and do whatever it's night you turn all the lights on and you just keep you're just constantly exposed to light so what i started doing was when it's day i turn all the lights on and i make sure it's as bright as possible and i promise you i feel as awake as i i feel awake as hell and as the light starts to go down i start turning lights off i start moving away from my screen and around like 8 p.m 9 p.m I'm feeling tired, man. I'm ready to go to sleep. My primal instincts are kicking in and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go knock out. I turned my screens on and I literally started writing down, like using a journal. I started utilizing a journal and writing down how my day went, what I felt about my day and what I need to do better. When you write those things down, you kind of make it real and you address whatever you know you have to address that it's in the back of your head. And you're not addressing it. You're being anxious about something that's keeping you awake. Write that shit down and address it and say what you're going to do about it. And tomorrow you wake up. Well, first you put that away. Once you write down, you put it away. You go to sleep and know that, hey, whatever has been said has been said. Whatever you've been thought is on the paper. We're addressing that shit tomorrow. Then tomorrow you wake up and what do you do? You execute your plan. You address what you're weak in and you go get some every single day. And you make it a priority to give yourself enough sleep. And you make it a priority to get what you have to get done, to discipline yourself. Everything else doesn't matter. Because once you're in that mojo, you're going to be looking back and be like, damn, 
I wish I started earlier or damn, I wish I adopted this mindset earlier. Once you start and once you get in that mojo, it's going to be very difficult at first, but know that, Hey, this is the path. You're on the path. Finally, you want to be a doctor. Great. This is the first real step. This is great. This is awesome. We're finally studying the MCAT. We're finally getting there. We're finally applying to medical school. We're there. What's there to be afraid of? Nothing. This is the beginning to the rest of our lives. Now you can think of it in that way, or it can be like, oh, I just want to be a doctor already, or I just want to pretend like I'm in medical school. Oh, I just, I don't want to start studying because like, that's a lot of work. Well, what do you think you're going to do once you're in medical school? If this is not what you want to do, this is a good time to stop. But if this is what you want to do, understand this is part of the path. This is it. We're there. We're finally doing it. Let's go get some. Let's go get some. Let's show ourselves what we're capable of. That's it. And that's the only way to think about it. That's the way I think about it. Yeah, I think that's a great mentality to have. And um, sorry about the noise in the back. The, they're cleaning the yard. But uh, I think with that being said, I, I think that's a perfect spot to wrap up this episode. But we did want to like make an announcement, I believe. Yeah, so for our future episodes, yes. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to start bringing on some people who definitely know more about the MCAT than us, you know, because we're going to start bringing the people that we've asked for advice. Yeah. And uh, that, so that's a couple of my research coordinators definitely helped me out a lot. Uh, we're going to, we have some doctors that are, that we've spoke with that we definitely want to bring on and just start really gearing towards like, let's see if we want to be doctors or, you know, you want to work in the health field. Let's see what those people who have already done it, what they did and what their mindset is now, what they had to do to achieve and get where they had to get. And we've been doing that basically with these interviews prior to this, but um, that was kind of more like a general thing. And now we want to kind of focus in on the MCAT and really dig into what people did to get where they are, you know, in terms of the tests that they had to overcome and the medical school stuff that they had to do and how they structure their days and just advice, just pure advice for our listeners and for ourselves. That's basically what we want to gear towards guys. And we'll have the occasional interview with people that we really are interested in. And we really want to see like, Hey, that's an interesting career path just to, you know, keep on keeping having an open mind about everything because I think there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's only good to see what other, what different paths other people have taken and equally as good and equally as difficult but um yeah so that's kind of what we want to gear towards everybody uh let us know also if you guys have any suggestions if there's anything about the mcat that you personally want answered if we don't know the answers we will dig and find the answers and then we will do an episode we'll compile a list of questions and definitely do another mcat episode if need be but yeah so let us know everybody hope everyone's mm-hmm. having a good week and uh yeah wake up Hopefully, and uh, in a month from now, we'll give you an update on how how this whole process has been going so far. Yeah. Just keep in mind, it's not that bad. It's yeah. really not. It's um, you make it out to be worse than it really is in your head. We all did. I know I did for sure until I started. Uh-huh. But yeah, all right, guys. Well, peace out. Have a great rest of your days, and until the next time, everybody. Medits podcast. We out. <laughs> See you later, See you. Masters. Thank you.